Welcome to the Sports Marketing Huddle, a podcast that looks at all things marketing in the world of sports. I'm your host, Rob Cressy, founder of Bacon Sports. And joining me today is Jordan Shelton, founder at Cave Social. Jordan, super excited to have you back on the show. Man, it's been a minute. I'm glad glad we got to hook up again here and, and hopefully create something pretty sweet. So your content inspired me to have you on because I loved the authenticity and trueness that you are sharing from your journey. And I feel like there needs to be more of that in this world, certainly from entrepreneurs, creators, and marketers out there. So on today's show, we're going to have some fun because we're going to talk about leadership and learning lessons. But the way that we're going to do this is all based on your tweets. Okay, let's let's do it. So this should ring true to you. And the first thing that I want to talk about is actually talking about your hustle. And yesterday was Valentine's Day, and you had a tweet talking about how someone wanted to take credit for hustling on Valentine's Day, which made me laugh. And the hustle porn is something that is part of entrepreneurial content and journey. And I see both sides of it. And I want to see where you land on showing and talking about your hustle as part of your journey, but also in the mindset of talking about it with being Valentine's Day as well and talking about that being hustle, that being the bad side, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I just think we're at this point where people are constantly looking for a pat on the back, right? Like the guy who gets up every day at 4.30 AM and is out there at sunrise working on a construction yard, isn't taking selfies of himself saying like, look at the hustle, even though he's working his ass off. Right. And we've gotten to this point now where people, they want to be congratulated for working. And I'm just like, okay, that's cool. Cool. like document the journey, but this whole, and it's all from Gary Vaynerchuk, right? Like walking around with a t-shirt that says hustle on it doesn't mean you're working hard and tweeting about it and all of these things. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? So I feel like there's been a massive disconnect between like hustle, like actually putting in hard work and going after it. And then the need to be validated for that. There's, and they're totally different things, right? Where if I'm out there and if you're truly working hard, which I think most people believe they are, and I think a lot of people do when they're passionate, they get into it, they lean in. If you're a business owner, you don't really have a choice. You have to work hard um, if you want to be a business owner for long. And you stop needing that, that validation or you, you, know, you don't go out there searching for it. I, I, think, I just think we're at this, this weird point in the culture where I uh, – it's hustle, 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 and let's talk about it. Let's promote it. Like, look at me. I work so much as some weird distorted badge of honor um, where I just don't think you need to do that. I, I, the, honestly, the more I've cut back the amount I work, the more our business has grown. And it's because I actually focus on the hours I am working. I, I cut myself off, right? I'm like, I do 40, 45, 50 hours a week now. I'm not, when we first started, I was going turbo man. I needed to do 80 hours, hundred hours a week. And I was killing myself and the business was, you know, stagnant or, or not even close to where it is now. So I don't know. So I see all sides of this and I can even look at, at myself. So 
uh, I get up early and I have a morning routine and I'm very regimented in everything that I do. So I like to show what I'm doing or what it takes to be part of this journey because oftentimes people see this person who's a pinnacle of success and they're like, oh man, you're an overnight success. That's crazy. Look how easy it was for you. And it's like, no, people don't realize the things that it actually takes to make it happen. So I don't believe that in my instance, I'm looking for validation. I'm more looking to give an inside look into what's going on in my daily life, irregardless of if anybody sees it. And then I think one key thing that stood out to me is hard work, what you said there. And I don't believe that hustle equals hard work. Sometimes when I'm showing my extra hustle, and I even think one of the times I do this is I have a thing that I call weekend hustle. And it doesn't mean that I'm working 12 hours on a weekend. It's the little extra. So what am I going to be able to do to allow me to uh, further my dreams and goals? And oh, by the way, the reason I'm doing this is because I love what I do. So it's not like I'm sitting here dialing for dollars for 90 hours a week. So I think there's some unique distinctions, but I completely agree with you on people having over hustle as a badge of honor. Like all of a sudden you're not an entrepreneur or you're not doing everything if you're not working literally 15 hours a day, because I just don't believe that that's the value. And I would prefer to do what you do because I'm always trying to get smarter, more efficient, more lean, more simple, more everything that is not maxed out to the gills. And, and it's the whole thing, right? When I look at, I'm not going to burn out that way. And I can put together one, two, three, four years of consistent output opposed to like going three months crazy and then killing myself over it. And I think coming back to your point there, right? About showing your routine in the morning, there's a very big difference between the way we use social media for validation or to inspire. And if you're using it to inspire and put out a positive message, I share my routine, I share my struggle, I get out there, I like to talk about it, but I like to do it in a way that's not like, hey, I'm so amazing, give me a pat on the back, because that's where it starts to become really weird for me. Um, and yeah, I feel uncomfortable, you know? So it's like, if I'm putting stuff out there that's like, hey, I got this challenge, who wants to join along? Like, who wants to see me do this thing? Like, whatever, I'm, whatever I'm trying to do, you know, that year. Um, I found that to be, you know, I like that stuff more personally. Yeah. And a great example of this is you running 300 miles or every year you're trying to do it. And I know you're not putting it out there so that everyone says, Oh my God, Jordan, you're so awesome. Look at you running. It's really a way of you showing fitness as part of your life, uh, being goal oriented, focused, pushing yourself, and me as a consumer of your content, I'm now rooting for you. And I enjoy following your personal journey because it's, it's really that it's a personal journey for you to get to 300 miles. Yeah. And that's the whole thing is I, with that, for instance, and for the people listening who don't know about this, um, I put out a challenge to myself last year and I hate running. And I said, I'm going to run 300 miles this year. And I just documented where I was at and what I needed to do every month. Um, I ended up getting injured where I couldn't, really even walk in December and I didn't hit my goal and I was pretty frustrated. I was about, I think 15 short. Um, so then this year I went out and said, same thing. I'm going to do it again. But I'm a little smarter about it. But the interesting thing is 
you know, sure, people comment, people reach out to me in DMs, whatever. But a lot of people have come up to me in person and be like, hey, you inspired me to take action. And now I'm, I'm running at the gym. I'm trying to get these things. I'm trying to hit a, a mile marker. They're just not putting it on social media, but they've been inspired by it. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, this is, this is how, like, this is a positive impact of this. I'm not a fitness person on social media, right? To me, it's like, it's just, a, it's about making a goal challenging yourself and going after it and then seeing the effect that that can have on others in, in ways of inspiration is uh, humbling, very, very humbling. So this is a nice segue into another tweet, care about your message more than your likes. And this is something that I absolutely love because once again, we're going back to validation and what people are seeking. And I think there's several layers on this. One, there is always a silent majority and a vocal minority. So if you have the correct message, and even if only one person likes it or two person likes it, two people like it, that is still greater than zero. But you may actually be having a significantly larger impact on people than you realize. And then the next part is caring about the message. And that really needs to be the, the core of everything that you're doing it because you're not doing it for validation because it really needs to be value driven about the other person, not about yourself. And it's all about when you worry about the message, you're dictating what the content will be and what you're creating. When you're chasing likes, you're letting the outside world dictate to you what you should be creating and what you should be doing, which is just to walk down the path of inauthenticity. Like, so things right now that I think aren't going to be around in two to three years, you know, like the influencers with the super edited photos, having a coffee in Venice Beach or something, that's going away. It's just because we're going to start to read through that and be like, this is not how people live. That's not authentic here. And then I see other people trying to imitate and I'm like, what is going on? Like, we need to really look at what we're putting out and say, is this the type of message? Is this true to who I am? Is this true to my brand? Is this true to the company that, you know, I'm trying to build? And is it something that is going to stand the test of time or even if, you know, opinions change, what have you, but am I going to be proud that I put that piece of content up or was I just chasing a trend? You know, we all know if you chase trends, you're going to get nowhere. Like it's just better to stay consistent with what you are and what you're about. One piece of advice that I give to every single creator, young or seasoned is, and it's actually a quote from Nick Saban. Follow the process, not the prize. And what that means to me is, as a creator, my goal is to create. I love to lose myself in it. I love to be in flow. I just love creating. But you cannot worry about how many page views you get or view, viewers on YouTube or likes or anything like that. And so often people say, man, I only got three viewers on this video. And, and I get that we all want to have the larger impact, impact, and that'll happen eventually. But for me, it has to be about yourself first and why you're creating in the simple act of creating and not the end result. I got a funny story actually to, to just really piggyback on that point. Um, I put out a blog. This is got to be a year and a half ago, right? And I put it on LinkedIn Pulse. And I put out a blog and my LinkedIn Pulse articles they get anywhere, you know, they could get a couple thousand reads, they could get 500, they could get 40, 
this one had like 50, 60 reads. And I, you know, most people are like, oh, 50, 60 reads on a blog. But one of those 60 people was the CEO of Sprint. And the CEO of Sprint then shares the article. And I wake up the next day to like 200 LinkedIn notifications, all these people adding me, you know, commenting on it, et cetera. And it just came back to that point of we, if you get caught up in that baseline number of how many people read it, it doesn't matter how many people, it matters who, and it matters if you connect it and if you connect with the person at the right time. And, you know, that was a, just an example for me where I'm getting tagged on the CEO of Sprint, LinkedIn, and it's like, this is a heavy hitter, right? And it's just brought that all around that like, I don't need, I don't need 50,000 reads on a hit on a blog post to, to be like, oh, that message was powerful. You know, that was what I wanted to say, uh, or that was what I needed from it. It's, it's all about having that fine tuned message that really connects with yourself first before anybody else. Yes. And hey, please, please, please listen to what Jordan just said. Please. 50 views is okay because you never know who one of those people is going to be. All right. So moving on to the next thing, and we're going to talk about leadership. And you, you tweeted, leaders, to get the most out of your team, you have to get the most out of yourself first. So, Jordan, what do you do to get the most out of yourself? Yeah, that's a good a good question. I think to get the most out of myself, it really comes down to a lot of reflection, you know, and why am I doing what I'm doing and writing that out and then literally writing out like what I want to be and what the example I want to put forward is as a leader in a company, right? So I know that there's two types of generals when it comes, and I, I look, think back to ancient Roman times, there's two types of generals. There's the general who's back at camp and he's moving the chess pieces around and everybody else is fighting. And then there's the Mark Anthony types who's riding on the first horse in. And I know right now I want to be on the first horse in. So I need to take a look at myself and say, for me to get the most out of myself, I'm not above any task here at the company. Um, and I need to be willing and able to do that and, and work like, you know, it's my first day on the job and earn that, um, earn that, you know, loyalty, respect, the friendship, camaraderie, all those things that come from a team, but I have to earn it every day. You know, I have to put that deposit in every single day. Uh, and, to, and that mindset, I think, is what allows me to get the most out of myself. When I'm here, if I'm like, I start to feel tired or something, I start to say to myself, you have, you have more to give than you're giving and start, you know, and, and then I realign and, and start creating or do whatever I have in front of me. So I want to touch on, you mentioned writing it out because it is so crucial. So for me, I've written down every single conversation I've ever had probably in the last six years. So my Evernote, every call, uh, every, all my dreams, the podcasts I listen to and everything. So what it says, all right, how do you get the most out of yourself? One comes with an element of self-awareness. You've got to be aware of all areas of your life. And then number two, I set my intention. Uh, there's a quote uh, that I love that I live my life by, uh, live by design, not by default. And so many people go through life without really uh, deciding what they want and how they're going to get there. And they don't really set a roadmap for success. And especially from a leadership side of things. So if you say, all right, 
I'm going to design my ideal life. How in the world am I going to do this? So after that, I write down affirmations every single day. I write down my goals twice a day because to be the leader that I want to be, I know that I have to put it out there first. I have to see that target. I have to visualize it. I have to meditate on it. I have to do numerous things. And I also love what you mentioned about a deposit every single day because leadership is about showing up every single day, which is why I'm so routine oriented because once the morning comes around again, it's like, boom, I got to do this again. got to get my mindset right again. Got to get my leadership principle set. Yeah, it, it, you hit the nail on the head, right? It's, you have to do it every day. Consistency is so much more valued than spurts of motivation or brilliance. It's people want consistency. They want you to be there. Your business demands it. Your customers demand it. Uh, and you know, you're not consistently going to be the greatest every day. I'm not every day when I work out, I'm not consistently having the greatest workout of all time, but I'm consistently going to work out, you know, and, and that's the key part for me. It, it's just about, taking that, those little things that are part of the process. I write every day. Am I Ernest Hemingway every day? No, no days. But I, you know, I'm getting a little better, I think. And it's just continually making those deposits. And then I don't know when I get to withdraw, but I know at some point I'm going to get to withdraw from all those deposits, right? And it comes in, in odd times, whether it's the CEO of Sprint or um, you know, other opportunities that end up falling you know, in, seemingly into your lap, uh, after years of, of work. Yeah, when preparation meets opportunity, all of a sudden you're like, boom, sure glad that I've been writing down in my journal every day for the last six years when I'm talking to the CEO of Sprint now. Mm -hmm. It's crazy how that works. All right, next thing, and I absolutely love this because this guy is one of the most impactful uh, mentors I've had in my life. And you posted something from my man, Jocko Wilnick. You must own everything in your world. There is no one else to blame. And for those that aren't familiar, Jocko wrote a book, Extreme Ownership, which is absolutely fundamental to my mindset. Uh, I highly, highly recommend if you have not read it that you do. He also has a book, Dichotomy of Leadership. He has a podcast, the Jocko podcast. Um, so tell me what that means to you, Jordan, of owning everything in your world and not blaming a single other person. Yeah. And, and before I hop into that, I do just want to say, guys, if you haven't read Extreme Ownership, please do that. It's uh, been absolutely essential to my framework and uh, our company's framework overall. <clears throat> and really what it comes down to is owning, taking responsibility and accountability for everything that happens in your life and in your business. And the way that people say, yeah, okay, that sounds great. It really comes down to, you have to know the difference between fault and responsibility and say something happens with one of our clients. Say we have an issue that a, a, you know, a person on our staff has an issue with a client, something falls through the cracks or whatever. And there's an issue. Is that directly my fault? You know, you could argue, no, is it my responsibility and do I need to be accountable for it? 150%. And it is my fault that there wasn't a safeguard in place to make that happen. And, you know, it's really about looking at ways to improve that process, but it's just a healthier way. I think for me to look at the how, way life is and when life throws me a curveball or anything and 
and whenever I start to have these feelings that every person has where you can throw a little pity party for yourself, uh, to really turn that around and be like, I put myself in this position. Like, why am I, why am I feeling negative? Why am I mad? Why am I having this woe is me moment? Get up, go out, control something that's in your vicinity, make it positive, make an impact. Uh, it's honestly a refreshing way to live your life when you start taking accountability for everything that has happened to you. Um, our whole company does it and it's just made things like if there's an error, there will be six people saying it's their fault and it was their bad and they'll own up to it in our company. And it's, that has been something that has been fundamental, not only to our company, but to my life. Uh, oh, you know, I always think I had a little bit of that with like playing sports. They really, but that, that book really beat it into me that this, this is the way to live. Um, and I, I for me, I, it's just worked you know, wonders. I second everything you said, the, the culture and mindset of bacon sports and every person who works with us is 100% based on this. And the backdrop or my screensaver of my desktop on my computer is discipline equals freedom. So when I wake up early, it's, it's crazy to, to say this and think about it. I do not, it is not easy for me to wake up early. Despite waking up early every single day for six years, you're like, oh my God, this must be a piece of cake. No, I struggle every single day. It and sucks. <laughs> it, exactly. It sucks. Every single morning when 4.59 hits, it sucks. But every single time, you know what pops in my head? Jocko. He says discipline equals freedom. And then I get up immediately because I cannot allow myself to make the bad decision be the very first one I do in my entire morning. And then every instance and Jocko always posts the picture of him working out at like four 30 in the morning. And you're like, why does he just show a picture of his watch? But it gets ingrained in your head. It's discipline, discipline, discipline. And when you start to have discipline in all areas of your life, it actually makes you more free because you're accountable to yourself and to others, and you're doing things the way that things should be done, which is uh, very contrarian to the way the rest of the world lives. It's the whole living by design, right? When you do that, and uh, for those listening, it doesn't, you don't have to wake up early to be successful, I think. I, and I've written posts on it. You just have to have a routine. Agreed. Uh, and, and that's what it comes down to. I think it's huge. And I think discipline comes back to what we said earlier. It's consistency, right? It takes discipline to be consistent. Anybody can get up once and go for a run at 5 a.m. That doesn't take any – That I know everyone who does that. And January 2nd, every year, there's people like that, right? Where, but where are you at when it's September 22nd, right? Are you still there? Because, and that's why I do the 300-mile thing. That's why I, I put my goals out into the world. And I, every year I put out, here are my goals for the year. And then I evaluate and go back and say, what did I, what did I hit on? What didn't I hit? Where did I go? Um, because it, you know, it's that consistency and the effort towards them that's really going to dictate if I hit them or not. Where can everybody connect with you? Yeah, if you want to connect, you have a question or anything, uh, feel free to hit me up uh, either on Twitter at CaveJordanS or uh, I'm pretty active on Instagram too, which is just at CaveJordan. Either of those, hit me up and uh, be glad to chat. And as always, I would love to hear from you. If there's anything that we talked about in this episode that is from your journey or wisdom that you can share that we can then share with our audience, 
let me know. You can hit me up on Instagram at Rob underscore Cressy, on Twitter at Rob Cressy, or on LinkedIn. That's it. That's all, man.